Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I get to have conversations with people who have learned who they needed to become in order to achieve the success that they wanted and are still striving to achieve. And I'm so excited today because I don't even know your story. So I get to ask you all sorts of questions I've wanted to ask you. My guest today is Devin. I'm going to say it wrong now because I just asked you, Clement. You got it. I got it, right? This is what happens. I ask you and then I say it wrong. Devin is here because I've known Devin for like a year and a half now. She is part of the mastermind group that I'm involved involved with. So I have watched your amazing success over the last year and a half. And I'm excited we're doing this to have a conversation about how you got to where you are. So before we do that, though, why don't you give everybody a more formal introduction of who you are and what it is that you do because I was as a person without children I was intrigued that this was a thing and then it became really obvious why it needed to be a thing (laughs) I'm like oh got it yeah so uh as as you said my name is Devin Clement I am based in New York City and I run a company called Happy Family After where we provide newborn care and baby sleep training to new parents so um Basically, we help them with everything they need help with and give them a lot of peace and my peace of mind and most importantly, sleep. Right. And so I didn't even think about it. And then as soon as I learned what you did, I remember when my brother and his wife had their first child. And I remember being in the hospital. And these are, you know, my sister-in-law is brilliant, like scary, smart wonderful, brilliant, amazing woman. And all she did was sit there going, you mean I have to leave and take this with me? I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's so interesting because that's honestly all of our clients. They're brilliant, successful, well-educated, like just these super achievers and then they have this baby and we're just not taught or or mentored or educated on this at all growing up you know we learn about parallelograms but not about (laughs) you know how the baby's going to come out of your body I mean I did a podcast interview with some medical students and I mentioned something about like cracked nipples from breastfeeding and they were like that can happen I was like you're a medical student we do not teach people anything so you know they have this baby and they're used to being able to achieve their goals set a plan follow the follow the path and and do it like you want to get into Harvard here's how you do it you want to be successful as a parent what the f like well and nothing nothing kicks their ass like like a baby (laughs) and I mean I've read some of the books because again I don't have children but I have 
nieces and nephews and friends with children. So I've read some of the books and I've learned, you know, heard all the stories and even what they tell you is going to happen doesn't take into account the emotions of the moment, the exhaustion of the moment and all of those things. So I million percent. So my number one question for you has always been, and again, I have my own version of the answer. I know you don't have kids. Yeah. So my first thought is, okay, I don't think you could do what you do with your schedule. If you had your own children, that's, right? that's so part of it that. But how did you get into such a child-centric business? You know, usually that it's the drive, like the rest of us. I had this situation. This is what I learned. This is how I got through it. Now I want to teach you how to do it. Yeah. But your journey's a little different. So it was, it was very different. And that's a really good question. And I would love to tell you about how this happened. First, I just want to say that, like, if I'm doing weird stuff, it's because I have these two little kittens here. So I'm like petting them and and holding them while we're talking. Um, So, so yeah, so I have always loved kids, loved babies. I wanted to be around babies since I was super little. Um, So I started babysitting when I was young, because of course you want to be around babies. And my only like career goal. Like I was, I was smart. I did really well in school. Everybody would be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I don't know. I want to be a mom. Like I want to be around babies all the time. Like that's what I love. I didn't want to be like a pediatrician or like, I wanted to like be with them all the time. So, um, I, I started, uh, my babysitting empire, as I call it, when I was 11 years old. Me too. I laugh at that because now you can't let kids alone till they're like practically legal adults. And my clients are terrified to leave their baby with a college student. I was like, by the time I was in college, I had been taking care of kids for like 10 years. Like you guys have been doing this for a couple of months, like trust a college student who has a lot of experience. Like it's fine. Um, so yeah, so I started my, started my babysitting empire, always thought I would, you know, get married, be a mom. And it just, it just didn't happen. Um, but I do think, or, or it hasn't happened. I don't know if it will or not, but I'm really actually kind of on the fence about kids now. And it's partly because I just see how hard it is and how much it changes your life and how much goes into it and how much you, you, you give up. And I want to really, really want that if I'm going to do it. Um, and, and that's part of like people being super unprepared. Like you don't, you don't know what you're getting yourself into if you've never been around it. And, um, a lot of my colleagues have the same story. Like we've been doing this work for so long. I also think there's a little bit of a biological thing too, because a lot of my girlfriends are like, Oh, I want to have a baby. Like, Oh, whenever I see a baby, like I just feel these like feelings. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's evolutionary biology. But I get that like baby sniffing fix at work. So (laughs) I'm perfectly happy to have a part-time baby and come home and sleep, you know, through the the night and and not be disrupted. Yeah. I mean, what you're describing without saying it is building your life with intention instead of following a path you're quote unquote supposed to. Yeah. And I tried that. I tried that supposed to path for a while. Um, I became a teacher because I wanted to work with kids and that seemed like a good way to do it. And it turns out I'm not really good at working for other people, particularly not the government. There you go. So uh, yeah, so that didn't work out so great. 
Um, and then I, so I went back to childcare, which I'd always done babysitting, nannying while I tried to figure out my next like career move. And that evolved into my business. I love it because that's, that's always one of my questions is I often liken entrepreneurship as if you didn't start out in it or stay in it, it's kind of like jumping off a cliff. If you had a job and now you're an entrepreneur, so some people jump off the cliff, some people are pushed off the cliff, but there's a reason you don't cling to the cliff and get another job. Yeah. Well, you know, I I love that. I love that metaphor, but honestly, that's really not how it happened for me. And uh, I think, I think my situation is a little different in a lot of ways. I was lucky. And I think in a lot of ways it, it made my journey a little longer and harder, a little more stretched out because like I said, babysitting empire, high school, throughout college, I would nanny in the summer, I would, you know, whatever. Um, And even when I was a teacher, like, you know, first year teachers don't make a lot, plus we have free time. So I would tutor after school and babysit after school and all that kind of stuff. And, and um, again, like nanny in the summer and that kind of thing. And so for me, the business like that was my, that became my job and the business evolved out of this job that I had for myself. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I said, I'm quitting this to do this business. It was like, I'm just going to evolve this into this. If that makes sense. Yeah. It wasn't as abrupt. It wasn't as, yeah. Yeah. And, and basically what happened was I was working by myself and I got real busy and popular doing newborn care and I couldn't take on all the work that was coming my way. So uh, I started working with a mentor who said, you know, hire people, have them work for you. And I was like, oh, no, that's terrifying. What do you mean? Like, I don't want to manage people. I don't like, I was never a person like I didn't major in business. I didn't take marketing classes. Like I never thought I wanted to run my own business. That just sounded awful. What I was afraid of was that I was going to spend the whole day, like sitting in front of the computer, like doing bookkeeping instead of doing what I really loved, which was working with the families. Um, and, and I was scared to manage people, but with a lot of support from mentors and coaches, I got over that and now it's great. And now it's like my favorite thing. I love my team. Um, And that's one of the big things. It's one of the, I think there is a lot of people who can get their business running and they can get clients as a solopreneur, but that big switch, because it is a mindset switch. You have to start thinking that, wait a minute, I'm a business owner. I don't just work for myself. I'm actually a business owner. So I know you had mentors, like what were some of the bigger obstacles that I I see that just stop people. And I have the opposite because I come out of business. So I, because of my role in my corporate life, I actually had that business owner mindset before I had a business because it was in my job. So what helped, like if you could, what was the biggest obstacle to get from successful solopreneur, except now I've got some bandwidth problems into I'm a business owner and other people rely on me for their income, which is a whole, a whole nother. I know nother is not actually a word, but a whole nother. A whole nother is definitely a word. (laughs) 
I say it all the time. It's a mood. It's a a mood. It's a concept. Exactly. Um, So, uh, you know, as you're saying that, I'm like one biggest obstacle. There were like (laughs) a hundred big obstacles. What do you want to... So first of all, before I even got to the point where I was expanding to having a team and I was just a solopreneur, I had to do a ton of work on, you know, knowing my value, charging my worth, raising prices you know, paying myself enough, having boundaries, not twisting myself into a pretzel for people who were just like going to be annoying and not appreciate what we were doing for them. Anyway, um, I did like right from the start, even when it was just me, have someone do like the bookkeeping, the billing, the finances, because that's not my wheelhouse. It's boring. I don't want to do it. It's not why <laughs> um, you got in a business. <laughs> not why, like I never, I never wanted that. So definitely that, that was something that I would say was, was not an obstacle right out of the gate. I was like, I need someone else to handle this because I won't. The clients, like when I was trying to do it myself, they'd be like, um, you've been working with us for a month. Are we going to like pay you at some point? I'm like, oh yeah, I guess whatever. Anyway. Um, so I would say that the, the biggest obstacle in scaling was getting out of the mindset that no one else could do what I could do. Absolutely. And when I first made the switch, you know, I'm getting these referrals from clients that I'd worked with personally. And they're saying, oh, we want Devin. We hear you so great, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm not available, but how about this person? And they'd be like, well, they're not you. But once I started getting into the mindset of this, these other people are amazing. They're my team. They're great. They're better than me. Now, like when a client asks to work with me, I'm like, honestly, you don't want to work with me. Like you want to work with me. Isn't that the key? I yeah. ha- I did that as well when I had my assistant in my last business because we used to call her home base for all I worked with seniors so this they have a lot of concerns just like new you know different yeah of concerns but these but similar are similar caregiving um, and yeah and they would try to call me and I'd be I'd give them the, I go believe me you don't you want her you want yeah. her you don't want me yeah and I think there's totally. a fear around if I don't keep myself all pumped up people won't think I'm great Mm -hmm. even though it's an illusion for so many of us with the imposter syndrome and all the things that go on but you don't lose anything by promoting somebody else exactly exactly and then I guess another um hurdle around that you know had to do with charging enough so that I could pay them enough so that the business could actually make money because that's really the whole point, right? Like I love that I have these people that I pay very well to do a job and they have flexibility and they love the work and like that's great. But at the end of the day, if I'm not making any money and I'm just like working all day every day and also working with clients and like sweating and doing all that to to pay myself, then what am I doing? So and you're right out of business and then you can't help anybody. Exactly. 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 So I really wanted to make sure that the business could be sustainable if I wasn't the one doing the work. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at erin at conqueryourbusiness.com. 
So what are you most proud of in all of this? What am I most proud of? Well, uh, just you asking me that question makes me want to cry. So I may. That's okay. You won't be the first to cry on the podcast. Okay. To quote Rachel from Friends, these are not tears of anger or of sadness, but just of me having this conversation with you. Um, I think what I'm most proud of is that I created something that is exactly what I want. And it's not anything that had a mold or a prescription or was like a path that I could follow. I created it for myself. Um, and along those lines, you know, my mother didn't get it for years. And now like she, well, she still doesn't get it, but she's like, you did it. I, so I have to tell you this, cause I don't know if I, cause if, if also because of the animal, thing we have in common yeah same thing mother didn't get it and I was on the phone with her once telling her that I found a new animal shelter that I was volunteering at and I was leaving there I was on the phone with her and I was leaving it was a Sunday morning I'm like oh I just finished doing like four hours of cleaning puppies like cleaning the cages feeding every getting them all cleaned up so that the adoptions could open and that was what I was doing every Sunday morning and her first words to me were great, maybe they'll hire you, right? <laughs> because as an entrepreneur with a six-figure income, that was still not the safe, right thing to do. Better, I should clean puppies for minimum wage. <laughs> clean up after yeah. puppies yeah. was a much safer option. Maybe they'll hire you. That's funny. I was, um, before I started this, like kind of in between teaching and starting the business, I was working as a nanny which is like a great flexible job. I was like traveling. I was doing all this stuff, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, making good money, nannies make good money. Oh, yeah. And I told this like guy friend of mine, you know, that I was working as a nanny and he was like, have you ever considered working at a daycare center? And I was like, why would I want to get paid significantly less to work harder? Yeah. It's, and so let's go down that road a little bit, because I think that's one of the things that people don't get it. <laughs> people don't get it. So how do you create your safety right, bubble? Screen, how do you hear your safety yeah. bubble? How do you make your safety bubble for all the work that you had to do in order to get to where you are and not be influenced or too negatively affected by the people um, who do well? But just don't. Yeah, I, I think I, I just surrounded myself with a lot of people who were really, really supportive. And one of the things that happened to me was I, you know, like I said, I quit teaching. I was working as a nanny. I sort of discovered that specializing in newborn care was a thing that I didn't really know, like working overnights. It's a great schedule. I'm a night owl. Like you get paid well. And like people want to hear your, you know, knowledge and expertise, which I love sharing. Um, so I found out that was a thing and I started doing that on my own. And, but I still wasn't quite sure where I was going, what I was doing, you know, what's going to be my career, what's going to be my job. Like, what do I want to be when I grow up? This is a thing I could do for now. But, um, 
And I ended up going to uh, a friend of mine had a ticket to a, a business conference, like a three day sort of summit kind of thing with this, with this woman business coach that primarily works with women entrepreneurs and she couldn't go. And she said, you know, they said I could give my ticket away. Does anybody want to go? I was like, I'm not doing anything. It's Charlotte, North Carolina is not that far. Why don't I do it? And coincidentally, it happened to be over my 30th birthday. So my 30th birthday was like the middle day of this conference. And I was like, maybe I'll go there and I'll like figure something out about something, something. Well, I went to this conference and got like my mind blown by what could be possible. And this was just still when I was by myself, this wasn't even like, oh, I should have a team and I should do this and that. It was just the idea of like knowing your worth and charging more and, you know, being paid for my expertise instead of like my presence and, you know, having a real website, just all these things that, that, like I said, I just, I was just blown away. It just blew my mind. And so I joined that business coaches year long mastermind because I was like, I need more of this. I need more support. <laughs> so I was surrounded and it, you know, it was so interesting because they talk about like, Oh, get people on your list. And you might have someone on your list for three years before they ever like pay you any money, but that's okay. Because you're like, building your content or whatever. Like I spent two days with this woman and I was like, take my money. Right. Um, right. I never even knew that like coaching or whatever was a thing. So that was really like a huge shift for me and a huge turning point. And I was surrounded by not only my coach, but also the other people in the group and the mastermind that were supporting me. And if I didn't have that, and I was just trying to do this on my own with the support of my very lovely, but also like family. Sorry. Kitty's um, sleeping. No, he's fine. I just don't want him to like get poop everywhere. Um, <laughs> family and friends who were like very well-meaning, but also like your mom, maybe they'll hire you, you yeah. know? I had um, the same thing. I had, I have a corporate background. You want to get better? Go take a course. Yeah. I had no, I, I went to a three-day event because I was invited and because it was in Arizona in November. And when you live in Chicago and someone says, Hey, do you want to go yes, to our resort in Phoenix in November? You say yes. And it doesn't even yes. matter what you learn. Cause right. Right. Sure. Yes, please. Yes. And I it was the same care. type of thing. And, and it's so important to surround yourself with those like-minded people. But one of the parallels that I'm seeing when I, when I hearing you talk about it is it's the same thing your new parents are going through. Nobody yeah. teaches, you know, business schools don't teach. I have an MBA. Okay. Here's the, I, I got my MBA when I was in corporate. And yet when I became an entrepreneur, the big piece about charging your worth and there was none of that in my MBA class. Yep. I went to school for three years. Nobody said a damn thing about your self-worth. right? Oh yeah. None of my friends who have business degrees are any help to me whatsoever. No, I mean, that's great. It helps me on my marketing side and my other side, but on yeah. the, it's so much more important of who you're going to be before what you're going to do. And then that piece about what you're going to do that I love what you're talking about is you didn't know 
what your end result was going to be. You just kept taking the steps forward. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so interesting that, you know, what I was saying when you asked me what I was most proud of is that if you asked me when I was like 22 or 25, if I would be doing this, I would be like, no, what are you talking about? That's crazy. But if you asked me when I was 12, oh my God, right. I'd be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That sounds great. I should do that. That's my, see, this is why I knew I was drawn to you. My favorite thing to teach people is to think about what did you want to do when you were 10 years old? Because I think it's that magic age where you know you can't be a unicorn anymore, but you're starting. That's not true, Erin. You can <laughs> be a unicorn dying. whenever you're you still want. Dying. Okay. Still right? dying. You know you're not going to be a fairy princess, but you don't have any limits on what it is you can be. And if you go back to that, it's amazing what, what shows up. It's so true. And I, I, I don't, I don't love to say this publicly because what we do is very specialized and very high level, Yes. but I think that, that childcare should be elevated as a profession generally. So I'm just going to say it. I wanted to have my own babysitter's club and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> right. Only we get paid better than Christy and the gang. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I absolutely love it. So if someone wants to continue this conversation with you, especially if they are an expectant mother, no unexpected mother, are a completely freaked out, overwhelmed new mother, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, My website, happyfamilyafter.com. It's happy family, not happily family. I thought it was a really cute plan words, but people don't really get it. It's fine. (laughs) Happyfamilyafter.com. And you can reach me there through our contact form, through email, whatever works for you. My business actually, fun side note, when I started it, it was called Mama's Best Friend, which I love, love, love. But... Uh, I want it to be much more inclusive of people of different genders and different identities and things like that. So I wanted to change the business name to get rid of that word mama, because we do work with all types of families. Absolutely. My um, brother, but I really love that, for a while, that so. best friend element. Cause that's what we are there to be for you. Awesome. Happy family after. after. That's it. so good to get to know you better. I know I'm going to see you in person again in a few short yes i'm so excited and thank you so much for joining me today thank you erin this has been great thank you so much for joining me on the ready yet podcast i get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people i meet and i'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you you can find more episodes of ready yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Erin Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.